Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about authenticity in midlife. So I got the idea to talk to you about this at a workshop I went to this weekend, virtually, for female entrepreneurs. And there was a clear message about the importance of being authentic and how freeing it is once you get there. In fact, It's been a message I've heard over and over again now that I've been an entrepreneur since 2014. But at the retreat this weekend, people were sharing their personal stories and talking specifically about what it meant for them to finally do this. Really lean into the true essence of who you are. You know, and there was something about so many personal stories, it just kept coming up. People I was speaking to online and when I was watching the stream. It was just amazing to really hear what this experience was like, this transition from being less authentic to more authentic, what it meant for people. So does it sound like fun to you to do this? (laughs) Do you know who you really are? Or does this sound torturous? I don't know. If you do know who you are, do you let your freak flag fly? And if you do, is it sometimes? Or is it all the time? Good questions, right? You know, we always think about older women and the way, I don't know, they always talk about older women, like older than us, being less and less concerned with offending people or with worrying about judgment or being less fearful, like just saying stuff that they want to say. And I always think, am I there yet? Am I there yet? You know, or am I still really concerned about coming off wrong or fearful about being judged or, I don't know, you know, people pleasing on occasion? So if you're concerned about all that stuff, can you be authentically you? I love really thinking about it. And this goal has been quite a little journey for me. It can be pretty scary to share so much personal stuff with people that you don't know. But funnily enough, I don't feel like I don't know you. Talking to you here in your ear, someone who has been intentional about listening to the Women in the Middle podcast, let alone this episode, it feels different to me than making a generic post on Instagram or my Facebook business page, for example. It kind of feels like I'm inviting you into my home and we're having a chat. (laughs) And I just love it when I see an iTunes review from someone who took the time to tell me that she feels like She's the girlfriend I didn't know I had, or I'm her girlfriend and I didn't know it. Or that we drove home from dropping her kid off from university and she was so grateful to have me with her that she binged listened to episodes for five hours all the way home. And that she was really grateful to be together because it was was tough. It was tough to leave her kid and go home to an empty nest. Anyway, I just love it when I hear where we walk together on the beach or maybe in Europe, or even when we just wash dishes together. I just love to know what your listening experience is. 
I love spending time with you. I feel close to you. This thought and mindset has helped me really dig into my authentic self and share. I feel safer. I know how important it is to find people to connect with, right? Especially at this age. And in midlife, we often have to be way more intentional about doing this. And I don't know. I came up with two reasons that I think it's really worthwhile to be authentically you. There's more than two reasons, but I always like to illustrate a point or a lesson with a good story. And I've got two good stories that illustrate what I think are the two important reasons to become more authentic. One reason is because doing work that matters feels amazing. So let me tell you more about this. One of the topics I've grown to be more comfortable um, talking to you about has been my rocky start in the world. And as you may know, my birth mother died when I was five and my father died when I was 12. I've done episodes and blogs about this in greater detail, and I'll post those links in the show notes. But I mention it today because something amazing happened that was related to me digging in and sharing in this area. After my mother died, my father remarried, and my stepmother officially adopted my sister and me. Years later, I was 16, and very excited to go on a trip to Europe with American Music Abroad. It was a five-country tour where we played concerts. It was a band where we played concerts in each of the countries, England, Scotland, Holland, Belgium, and France. It was in grade 11. So by that time, my father had died as well. Now, I had never done anything like this before, a big trip to Europe, any kind of a fancy trip like this. Also, I had to audition to get into the band. So it was a big deal. Plus, after my father died, uh, like our financial, our family's financial situation um, wasn't the same. <laughs> and it was dicey, to say the least. And to like even think about doing this sort of a trip, I remember being so nervous to ask my mom about it? Was it even possible? Is there any way I could do it? Anyway, she made it happen and it really was a heck of a trip. Uh, I had never done anything like this. Like I had never uh, been to Europe. It was, it was huge and it was very exciting and also really exciting to be playing baritone sax. I love playing baritone sax even more than alto. It was super fun, you know, big and low, so good. And I built up some muscle schlepping that big, beautiful horn around in all those countries, too. <laughs> you may recall, I'm only 4'10", and I was like playing this big-ass saxophone. Anyway, I needed a passport, and I didn't have one. So remember, I'm in high school. I'm traveling for the first time on my own, like with a group, but certainly not with my family. And I didn't have a passport. I needed one. But I didn't have a birth certificate to get the passport. I didn't have that either. Now, I needed to get all this stuff lined up for a trip, but I needed to give myself time to order a birth certificate. And my mom said, just so you know, when you get your birth certificate, you'll see my name on it, and I don't want you to be shocked. Now, it is a very good thing she told me that, because I think I probably would have passed out. Who would have thunk this? I just was shocked. So apparently what happens is that the adoption certificate um, gets used and replaces the original birth certificate for all legal purposes, like a passport. 
like, uh, you know, any kind of documentation that you need that's official. And so what that meant for me was that my birth mother no longer appears on my birth certificate. So just appreciate that for a second, okay? My birth mother's name no longer appears on my birth certificate. And at 16, I didn't know what to do with that information except be shocked, as you can imagine. So years later, I met a psychology professor who was an adoption expert, and he told me the term for adoption such as mine and his, it turned out, is called step adoption. Interesting. It's a thing, and it's significant. I didn't even know it was a thing, but it is a thing. Anyway, the reason I'm sharing this is because the creation of the Women in the Middle podcast, it really is a place that I am authentically me. I think about each episode as a puzzle piece, a fulfilling, exciting, and fun life after 50. That's the puzzle. And I want each episode to help you in some way to put another piece of the midlife puzzle together for yourself. I carefully curate topics and interview guests with this in mind. You know, I get pitched constantly, and it's not that the people asking me to be on the show aren't amazing and good at what they do, but for me to say yes to someone, they have to have some expertise to offer on a topic that I view as a puzzle piece somehow. And This is a super creative process and extremely reflective of me, my curiosity, and my passion to help you put your puzzle together so you can stop wasting time and get on with the show, if you know what I mean. That's what happened with this adoption topic on episode 82 called Midlife Reflections on Adoption and Assisted Reproduction with Dr. Michael Grand, the psychology professor I mentioned earlier. Now, I know that tons of women have some kind of personal connection to adoption and step adoption. And I also know that being in midlife, your age and stage is relevant for this particular puzzle piece. And I also know that there aren't many people talking about this or studying it either. So we did the interview and it is absolutely one of my favorites. I felt amazing that I followed my hunch, my curiosity, and my experience to share really important information about a life-changing topic. Women in the Middle is four years old now, and this episode was from the second year. But when you're authentically you, amazing things happen. And one of those amazing things happened recently. I shared this interview with Dr. Grand with a friend who was writing a memoir and dealing with some of the issues that we discussed from the show. I mentioned to her that I had interviewed somebody on my podcast a couple of years ago that I think would be helpful to her, and then I sent her the link. What I didn't know is what happened next. She was also submitting an essay to the New York Times Modern Love column, which got accepted and was published, including a hyperlink to this episode with the interview with Dr. Grand, because that particular episode was so meaningful and helpful to her on so many levels. So if you're curious, I would highly recommend that you check it out. The link is in the show notes. Her essay is called Hearing His Voice Changed Everything. It's by Michelle Dawson Haber and was published on September 17th, 2021. 
So, my amazing women in the middle, this little story is a giant reminder of the importance of being authentically you. You just never know what might happen and what an impact you will have. There's no way in a million years I could have predicted that my little podcast would be linked to a modern love article in the New York Freaking Times. Like, come on, seriously. (laughs) Now, the question of why I don't dream that big is a good one, and we'll save that for another episode. (laughs) But it never occurred to me. It was beyond my wildest dreams, and it was a surprise because I was just doing my thing, sharing stuff that I think is helpful for women to put their puzzle together. And like I said, I really want you to ask yourself important questions about your personal authenticity. Are you being authentically you? And if not, why not? Why are you resistant? What are you afraid of? I had a ton of fear and discomfort about talking about my early years. I had to be coached on it. I was afraid to press send on the very first blog that I wrote about it. Oh my God, I remember it so clearly. And I got coached by Brooke Castillo and it was in public. It was at a coach training event. And that episode, I mean, that uh, blog, it was a blog. It was written, but I'd been stewing and spinning and stewing and spinning. And I was just afraid to press publish. (laughs) I was totally freaking out. Anyway, after some coaching, I did do it. And I realized I just had to shift my focus to the possibility of helping somebody with my story. And that has been so much of what has driven me and given me confidence to share the way I share. But like I said, I did have a ton of fear and I was very uncomfortable, especially about this topic of talking about my early years. I really don't understand the fear anymore now that I see firsthand how many people I have helped. And you don't even have to help a lot of people to feel amazing about allowing yourself to be you. Helping yourself counts too. And that brings me to my next point. Like it definitely helps to talk about it and it helps to, you know, really love what you're doing, love what you're called to do. Anyway, it's been so, so good. And seeing that link in a New York Times article, oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, like I said, that brings me to my next point. So Another reason to lean into being authentically you is because it's weird not to. And it's distracting and it's an energy suck when you put your effort into resisting your authentic self, who you really are. I've really learned this lesson being an entrepreneur. And a big aha came from iTunes reviews. Now, I know I mentioned iTunes reviews a couple of minutes ago when I was talking about the friends, like people tell me, Uh, We're friends. You just don't know this yet. (laughs) I'm your friend. You're my friend. But I learned something else too. Women who leave reviews often comment on my upbeat approach and perspective and how much they love it because midlife can be so serious. Now, if you're new to the podcast, you may not realize the extent to which I laugh and embrace the silly. I can't help it. And that's the point. When I entered the workaday world back in 1989, I learned that you had to do and be and act a certain way. You had to wear a suit to be taken seriously. Die before cry, they told me, at work that is. You need to wear pantyhose and pumps. And you had to tone down the silly. Of course, you could be silly with your close colleagues, but you know what I mean, not too silly. (laughs) Work was not a place to be silly. It was serious business. Actually, 
I just had the funniest flashback about something silly that I did at that first job where I started to get the memo about how you're supposed to behave. One of my friends from my public health job was a nutritionist, and she was on the phone all the time with the public. She had a cubicle with a wall. I can't believe I'm telling you this. (laughs) She had a cubicle with a wall that didn't go all the way up to the ceiling, you know, that like three-quarter height. Maybe it was even taller than that. I don't remember that there was that much space between the top of the wall and the ceiling, but this is relevant information. So my desk was out in the open, and I could see her from where I was sitting. And I used to shoot rubber bands at the ceiling near the top of the wall so that they would bounce off the ceiling like ricochet and land plop like right on her desk while she was taking these calls. How immature is that? (laughs) Oh my God, but so innocent and so funny. And who knew that I would be a grown-up and I'd finally get good at shooting rubber bands. I mean, come on. (laughs) Anyway, the reason I mentioned this Sorry, it's just so funny that that popped in my head and I actually shared this, but that's the point. I'm going to share this stuff. I can't help myself when it comes to being silly and laughing a lot and having an upbeat perspective. I have, oh my gosh, I just had another flashback. I had a friend in my one, two, three, it was my third professional job. And actually I miss her. So (laughs) she's going to know who I'm talking about if she hears this. Um, But I would love to get together for lunch if you're hearing this right now. But anyway, we used to have serious crack ups, like the type of crack up that's dangerous because you absolutely might pee your pants. And we were usually just laughing about some weird thing that happened at work, but we called them like a crack up. And I have two friends that that happens with. And boy, I could use a good crack up with her. She was hilarious. Anyway, the reason I mention all of this is that I just can't help it. I am who I am. I am silly. I laugh a lot. And genuinely, I have an upbeat perspective. But after 27 years working in large organizations in the public sector, I got the message along the way that this had to be squelched. So when I became an entrepreneur, it took some time to you know, to first learn how to coach and then to learn how to have an online business. I was just trying to do the things and get the things going, but it really took some time, a lot of digging to find my voice. That took time to allow myself to bring my voice to the fore, right? Where was that sweet spot between helping, coaching, and connecting with midlife women to move the dial forward on a happier next chapter and bring my silly, upbeat self into the mix. Where was the sweet spot? Of course, a bit crept in right away, because like I said, I can't help myself. It really is who I am. But understanding what my secret sauce was and how I could mix and blend the silly and my personality with the serious and life-changing mindfulness work that I was doing, that took some time and some experience. In fact, the iTunes reviews gave me the insight and confidence that it was greatly appreciated and super helpful. You know, I, it didn't even, it never occurred to me with the podcast that I would be getting confirmation from listeners for that aspect of the show. So what they tell me is that it not only helps with connection, 
but it really brings an incredibly needed perspective and framework to understanding this age and stage of life in a whole new way. So it helps me connect with you and it helps you connect with me, but also with the lessons, with the coaching, with the insight, with the thought awareness, like with all of the stuff, all of this goodness that I'm trying to uh, do on the podcast. So the result is more happiness, more joy, more silly, my friend, more silly. Yeah, 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 we're doing serious work. And yeah, 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 your head just might explode with possibilities and ideas about what you can do instead of what you can't do. And yeah, 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 we're laughing along the way too. (laughs) And I will rise to the occasion and share the stories with you so you know you're not alone. I'll tell you about the time I peed down my pant leg out in the Arboretum at my son's university and I had to ask him to hose me off with the camelback water thingy that we carry with us when we're going on a long walk with Nico the Noof. I had to ask my 20 year, my 20, 22. I had to ask my 22 year old son to hose me off. Do you remember that one? I'll also share the story about my underwear falling down in the parking lot at the grocery store. And I'll even take a deep breath and tell you about the book that pops up on Amazon when you do a search for my book, 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50, and type in just 50 ways in the search bar. And if you haven't tried that yet, you'll love seeing a rooster cookbook called 50 Ways to Eat Cock. Lovely, right? It just warms my heart to think of midlife ladies logging on Amazon to buy my book as a gift for a friend turning 50 and getting surprised with that little doozy of a title. (laughs) And I'll do all of this and more if it helps you work on your thinking. I'll do all of this and more if it helps you do your midlife on purpose. And I'll do all of this and more if it helps you regret-proof your life. Yes, my friend, being authentically you is critical to being happier in your next chapter. So ask yourself, who are you? What aren't you doing or saying that you know you really want to do or say? Why are you holding back? These answers are all thoughts that you're thinking. And you know what? Thoughts are optional. So if you don't like your reasons, you're thinking the way that you're thinking, shining a spotlight on your thoughts will help you see what's going on up there so that you can do something about it. That is regret-proofing your life. So remember, the reasons you want to be more authentically you are one, doing work that matters feels amazing. And two, it's weird not to. It's distracting and it's an energy suck when you put effort into resisting your authentic self. So there you have it. Are you with me? Are you ready to let your freak flag fly? Please let me know what you're ready to do. I have set up a message system now and would love to hear from you. So just go to https colon slash slash. Here's the website. Say hi dot chat forward slash feedback to Susie. So say hi, S-A-Y-H-I dot chat forward slash feedback to Susie. And of course, it's in the show notes. So you can leave me a quick voice message with what you are ready to do. And I can't wait to hear more. Okay, my friend, as you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck. And this is what regret-proofing your life is all about. 
Being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be, and I am here to help. And this is what you're going to learn when you hire me as your coach. Learning the mindfulness concepts are one thing, but when it comes to applying those concepts, that's when you really benefit from coaching. I have a brand new program to tell you about too. It's called the Women in the Middle Academy. Woohoo! It's a six-month group coaching program, and it's perfect for you if you're tired of feeling stuck and blech and are ready to get clear and excited about your life again. So please check that out. For show notes and links, head over to www.coachwithsusie.com and click on the podcast tab for the notes to this episode. Click on the Academy tab for the page about the Women in the Middle Academy. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.